Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Vent. This is Vent Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. get a cracking. Hey, and welcome to Vent Weekly. I'm Amelia. And I'm Nuruddin. Each episode, we get to the bottom of a topic we think is important. The first Premier League season to use VAR was 2019-2020, after the clubs voted unanimously in November 2018. And some people think it's the best thing that ever happened to football. But other people think it's ruining the game. I love VAR. It's truth. You know, it's seeing what actually happened. What's not to love? Uh, I know every single fucking Liverpool supporter in the world loves that shit, bro. Plain and simple. I think um, it's it's judging it to the to the letter of the rule. So for me, it's it's harsh, but it's clear. In terms of um, the enjoyment, which is what football should be all about, it's a big no for VAR for me. It's a, it's an opinion, which and that in my eyes, the opinion should be a ref, um, and you're taken that away from a ref. I just like the honest truth. Do I like it? Nah, I hate it. We've invited vice journalists Deepo Faloyan and researchers Samora Tickley in to get to the bottom of it. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Hey, what's up? So you guys want to introduce yourselves and then just say like who you guys support. I'm Deepo. I'm the managing editor of Vice Amir, so I cover culture and sport, uh, particularly football, uh, and I'm a big Arsenal fan. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. We <laughs> you support Samora. It was all going so well. <laughs> so I'm Samora. I'm a researcher on Vice's digital video team. I love football. I've loved it all my life. I support Tottenham Hotspur. Sorry, mate. The only That's team it. in North London. That's such a shame. Uh, Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and my name's Nerdy, and I support Manchester United, even though they don't, they're not from London. Everyone asks me, have you been to Manchester? Have you watched a United game? No, I haven't. But the information... <laughs> I like the team and I like the players, so... Okay, that was passionate. You still, still like this team. Glory Hunter. Oh, still like them. Oh. Not much glory. Not much glory. <laughs> Not anymore. Like, yeah, to be fair. OG oh. Glory. I had Glory once. It's been taken from me. <laughs> they really tricked you when you were younger. They yeah. did. Um, I'm Amelia and I support myself. <laughs> oh, wait, I, don't watch, I don't watch football, so... Yeah, I'm not interested. Team literally. Amelia. <laughs> Um, so not a lot of people will know about VAR. So for those who don't know, could you guys just explain like in brief terms what VAR is, when it came about and stuff like that? So VAR stands for Video Assistant Referee and it's a new software that basically helps referees make decisions. Uh, there's a group of, I think, three referees off-site uh, who are following the game and they basically look at every incident that, that happens in a game of football and then they'll then relay to the referee if they think that the referee has made a mistake or not. Okay. So what has like the, been the wide response to this? So like, how are people feeling? It's been pretty mixed. I mean, a, you know, a lot of people were calling for it for a while. 
and then it was introduced kind of like on a a large scale um, in the 2018 World Cup. I think that's like the first time that a kind of global audience got to see it being used. And I think all in all, people were pretty impressed. The referees were kind of, it was being implemented properly. You know, there's these screens on the side of the pitches. The referees were using that to go and sort of like rewatch their their own decisions and, and the plays that they were being told to make calls on. But since then, it's kind of, I get the feeling it's, it's being interpreted differently in different parts of the world. And I think that's kind of the cause for debate at the moment. Uh, so I know that VAR um, has only been introduced to football recently, but has it been in any other sports? Like, has it been used for any other sports as well or just football? Football's probably the last major sport to introduce okay. uh, technology. So cricket, rugby, uh, tennis, all the major US sports have used uh, video assistance for a really, really long time. Wow. And football's the only sport that basically said for a long time that they didn't want it. Why? And they didn't want any assistance whatsoever. Um, it's hard to really answer that question. I guess football is a very traditional this sport. Mm -hmm. uh, people tend to be quite, uh, I'd say, scared of innovation mm -hmm. uh, and, and modernising the game in any way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so everyone basically rejected it for as long as possible until it just became impossible to do that anymore. Mm. So, so why was it impossible? Do you feel like there was just like too many instances where referees were just like completely off? It's like you've got three officials sitting in a completely different place with a bunch of screens, a bunch of different camera angles, looking closely, you know, they've got the benefit of, you know, slow motion replays. Like I said, all those different camera angles to really kind of closely analyse what is going on or what has happened mm -hmm. in the build-up to that call or non-call. Mm -hmm. And whereas if you think about a referee on a football pitch, they've got literally a split second to make a decision. Yeah. And there's, you know, sometimes like, what, like 80,000 people there mm -hmm. giving their opinion. You've got, you know, 22 players giving their opinion as well. Like, obviously it's tough for refs. So it was introduced really not, as any kind of criticism of referees, but more as a kind of support system for them. Okay. Just to clarify, like from you guys, so deeply, like, are you a fan of VAR or not? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I like so VAR in principle. Mm -hmm. So I think there are a lot of pros to VAR. Firstly, in the sense that now no goal this season has been scored from an offside position, so that's been eradicated from the games. Penalties are no longer being won through diving; that's been effectively eradicated from the game. And also it does make it a lot fairer okay. in the sense that you don't feel that sense of, you don't feel like a result has basically been stolen away from you mm -hmm. because of a bad refereeing decision. I just wanted to ask Sammy as well, Did you are you a fan of VAR or not? I think I'm fundamentally against VAR at this current point in time because football is like a it really like, it's an emotional game, it's an emotional sport and that's mm -hmm. what kind of sets it apart from a lot of other sports as well. You cannot tell me that watching your team score a last-minute winner against your local rivals, that you can't tell me that's not the best feeling in the world. It is. And it is. to have that celebration kind of like cut in half by just sort of wondering whether the goal is actually going to be allowed or just constantly having it in the back of your mind that, shit, this could get drawn back for like, I don't know, 
I don't know, some guy like, I don't know, yeah, like his toe being offside, whatever. I feel like it completely takes away from that part of the game, to be honest. Like, you know, with VAR, like, what the fuck is going on? We're seeing, like, fractions of elbows and, like, oh, I think his sock was offside. Like, I see a, I see a problem where different frame rates can show a different uh, offside, so... Man City, they probably hate VAR. They've had some narrow decisions, you know, a handball was being called and that you would never have called up in, in previous years. You can't celebrate a goal now because you know it's going to get fucked up either way. And uh, it's taken them so long as well. Like, we've seen them three, four minutes and all trying to make a decision. It's like, you can see it. Come on, like, what? There's one fucking millimetre. It's like, let, let the goal go in. Let, let the fucking goal go in. You know what I mean? Premier League, get it fucking right, please. There was a situation where I feel like, I think a player's shorts were offside and... It wasn't given until VAR went through the decision to see that the, sh the shorts were offside. You feel like that should be given, like in in all honesty, it's shorts. It's not a person. It's not his limb. It's not anything like that. I mean, but yeah, I mean that's like I mean the majority of like the really kind of controversial VAR decisions, or when VAR is sort of coming under the most criticism, are those offside calls. Yeah. Because it's like literally like a player's like armpit hair is offside. And it's going to you know give I mean, And how is that giving the attacker any kind of advantage, really? And then they're not even calling it for when, you know, say like it's the last phase of play before a, a goal. It can be yeah, like, it's a counter you know, two or three phases before a goal is actually scored. Someone's nose is offside. Like it's just, it's too nitpicky for what you know, where it shouldn't be, in my opinion. Wait, so like, does stuff like that actually happen? Sorry, like when people say like your nose is offside or like your arm is offside. Any, piece of, any yeah. piece of your body, even clothing, if it's yeah. past the last defender, that game is getting stopped. Yeah, that game's getting stopped straight away. Game, it's wild though, <laughs> but I think the thing is that for me, I like the idea of VAR in theory and in a lot of the way it's being used. One thing is that it's actually shining a light on how ridiculous a lot of the rules in football are. Mm. So the offside rule was initially uh, created to stop goal hanging, where players would just stand by the goalkeeper. I do that. You then, we've all done that, <laughs> we've all done that. And then the board get lobbed forward and the person would just be there and they'll try and score. Whereas offside basically came in to stop that. But the way the rule is actually implemented, it doesn't look for players who are doing that. Is looking. It ends up punishing strikers for being quicker than defenders. Right. And so all VAR has done is it's highlighted that this is an incredibly silly rule that needs to be rewritten in some way to modernise the, the game. On the flip side of that, human beings, their eyesight isn't good enough to see whether mm -hmm. someone's knee is slightly offside or someone's nose is slightly offside, whereas a camera angle replayed a thousand times will pick up on those sort of things. Yeah. And so that can be the difference between having an armpit offside and an armpit mm -hmm. onside. It's like how how much do you slow it down? Like how many like pixels do you go into to find out when contact has been made with the player's foot and the ball? And, and where the art, you know like state of the art cameras. Yeah, I think I think it was silly to try and implement VAR with the current offside rules, like you were saying. You either change the rules and then you implement it, or you just you don't use it for which offside. will probably never like, happen. Yeah, ever. I don't think they just haven't been able to. Changed. Yeah, they haven't been able to work out an alternative to the offside rule or yeah. to rewrite it in a way that won't cause some of course, form of yeah. controversy. Mm -hmm. So you either somewhat get rid of it, you create certain wordings like uh, daylight between the defender and the attacker and that sort of thing. <laughs> but then you're measuring daylight and you get into all those sort of uh, nitty gritty. So I think one good thing about VAR is that hopefully it'll shine a light on these rules and hopefully those will get 
uh, adapted. And I mean, it, it, it takes like so much time to review these decisions as well. And I think that's also what causes so much frustration. It's got to be done there and then. In yeah, that second. and like particularly for like the match going fan who's paid money to go in a lot of instances, like I support Spurs and tickets, the, like the cheapest ticket you can get to go to our new stadium is like in the around about 55 pounds, you know, it's not cheap. And you've paid that money, you go to the stadium and all of a sudden the game stops all it says on the screen is VAR check, VAR check possible penalty or possible offside. <laughs> possible it's offside. Like, and like, no one's got a clue what's going on like at yeah. all. Because the work's and, not happening on the pitch, yeah. it's happening somewhere else. Exactly. And like, I mean, you look at rugby, for example, there's so much more transparency or cricket. You know, they show the replays on the big screens. Yeah. They show the calls say, being made. You can hear the umpires. Mm -hmm discussing the call as well so the fans actually feel like they're a part of it or at least they're, they're kind of they're listening in on what's they're being involved, decided yeah. and they know what's going on in football there's none of that so you're not Amelia you're not like a you're not a football fan no so <laughs> do you like who's your favourite artist music artist oh um, okay I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kendrick Lamar okay right so if you went to a Kendrick Lamar gig right yeah. and what's your favourite Kendrick Lamar song uh, you ain't got a lie. Okay, so if he was literally last song of his set, starts starts playing that song, mm -hmm. starts performing that song, <laughs> he's about to get to the hook, right? Mm -hmm. And suddenly it all just cuts off. I'm going to cry. It all I'm just get, literally about to get, this is like, you've paid so much money to go and see Kendrick. You're there. Like you can, you can see like the sweat dripping off his brow. Mm -hmm. You can almost <laughs> touch him. He's about to do the hook of your favourite Kendrick tune. Then everything just cuts off. He walks off stage. And the moment's gone. Yeah. I'm Everyone's pissed. left I'm pissed. there. You're, you're pissed. pissed. You're left there wondering what, what, what's going on. What's I'm pissed happening? out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And instead of coming out, instead of Kendrick coming out and explaining, oh, we had a bit of a technical issue. It's being resolved. It just goes back to US. Nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yeah, and you're just left there yeah, in the dark. That. Yeah. Is, is he your favourite artist anymore? Mm, I don't know. I mean, when you're <laughs> when you are loyal, like, I know Arsenal fans will <laughs> appreciate yeah. that. Like you're just loyal to your. I've person, seen Arsenal fans stamp out their tops, man, so I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, Arsenal people, fans, are, they're, they're different. They're going for a lot. Different <laughs> But okay, but like using, using that people. analogy, imagine if you were going to see Kendrick Lamar all the time mm -hmm. and there were there were technical problems every time you went to see Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Every single time there was technical I just, problems. I feel like I'll just stop going. Yeah. Just like... Okay. And then someone oh said to you God. they can introduce a new piece of tech <laughs> that would fix all those technical problems once and for all. Yeah. But it might, he might have to stop occasionally between songs <laughs> to, to implement that bit of tech. But I what you know will happen is that the song. Will be, I'll hear the whole song. Got, hear the whole yeah. song. Do you want to go? End. So it's like, so, it's, so you either could just be like, look, we'll just do it in the moment. And if something goes wrong, it goes wrong. But I know things go wrong all the time. Mm. Or will you be like, look, I know that, that he's going to get this right and this performance is going to be right. There might be a couple interruptions to the performance. That's a great analogy. That is oh such a good analogy. Which it's like go a three minute song is going to then become nine minutes. It, it might be nine minutes. There might be 30 seconds of everyone just looking around, not doing anything, but you know you're going to get that song. When, when he starts, it's going to be great. Ugh. 
I think I'll probably go for the option of um, they've introduced something that's going to help the performances and there's just a few interruptions like in between each song. Because even in the middle of songs, even like right before the like the hook, you've literally bought the ticket to. Oh no, to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, speaking about VAR, right? Okay, now. Okay, cool. I don't think there's anyone who would say that VAR isn't annoying. Yeah. Personally, I don't think it's the fault of VAR. It's just the fact that football is is fundamentally broken in the sense that the rules are really bizarre. All football fans were incredibly biased towards our own team, so we all see a replay and we'll look at that and we'll think, "Oh, we want that to go in our." favour and VAR is never going to fix something like that. Do you feel like it adds an element of surprise to the game? Yeah, it does. It can. I mean, again, going back to the team I support, um, last season we got to the Champions League final yeah. and along the way we beat Manchester City uh, in quite like a famous match. match yeah. And that's the first time... That match was crazy. That was, uh, mate, it was in, insane. Lucas going crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was just I was in a bar in South Africa, just like wow. the only Spurs fan there, just like going, going mental on my, yeah. my own. Yeah, like VAR saved us in that saved match because yeah. like Sterling scored a winner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Turns out Aguero's nose was, nose offside. was offside. And I mean, I can't explain to you the feeling, like the transition in terms of my emotions that I went through then of just like sheer like just dejection. To so elation mixed. within the space of like a minute and that was insane <laughs> I mean when it comes to VAR I feel like I have a bit of a controversial opinion so like don't come from my neck guys but I feel like it's kind of used for conveniency because even like Sammy sorry I'm gonna at you <laughs> but um you like mentioned earlier that you weren't a fan of VAR at all yet when your team won <laughs> through VAR you were gassed so like, is it? Do you think was, it's more like a conveniency I was thing? Very or like, gassed, yeah. yeah. Extremely gassed. Because you don't um, like it, but I was extremely gassed. You. I'm not gonna lie, and it, I feel and like it was, um, it was the right decision. So, as well. so you see that it's right, useful yeah. then. They came to the right decision I, in I your was, favor. I was very gassed, and I feel like I'm being outnumbered by Arsenal fans <laughs> <as> well. <laughs> because I was but, angry as hell. Yeah, yeah. It it very much benefited my team in that moment, and it led to some of the best moments or the best moments I've ever had supporting Spurs, Spurs. as a, you know, as a football fan. Mm. But at the same time, on the flip side, if I was a Man City fan and I was celebrating that Sterling goal, I would be, I'd be gutted. I know it was the right call. I can also think of instances where I feel like Spurs have been, or other teams have been robbed by VAR as well. Like for example, we played Man City again it always seems to be against Man City for some reason, which They're is weird. Team, but yeah, just the team. Um, yeah, I, mean, I don't like Man City anyway. But <laughs> like again, is we played them earlier on this season at the Etihad. <laughs> they score another last-minute winner. This time it was Jesus, and it gets pulled back again for VAR. But this time it's it's not an offside call. It's a handball call against their player, and it. To me, it actually kind of looked like it hit our player's arm. Or it, for what I considered to be a handball, it didn't look like a handball. And I don't think... I it, think that, that goal a, should was, have stood. What was it? It was a ball to hand. Ball that's, to hand, yeah. And I mean, you know, I think I think that goal in that instance should have stood. It's, obviously, it's easy for me to sit here and say that now after we ended up drawing the match when we should have lost it. And at the time, I was celebrating. But, like, that's, you know, that's another instance where we benefited from it and I don't think we should have. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I am suspicious of modern day technology. Because I think people are arguing about whether it's better than before, but it is for me miles better. We used to have goals that go in that used to not be given that had crossed the line or had gone in and no one had even seen it gone in. So technology obviously has helped improve the game in that respect and we get fairer decisions. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm scared of the robots taking over, um, but not in regards to football. Um, I'm all good with it. I think that it's doing a good thing. Like it's, it's going to be the future, isn't it? So uh, you got to roll with it. So I just wanted to know how you guys felt about like the older fans of football, like how you think they feel. And obviously, I know people like in my parents' generation and older, like they don't really like technology anyway. I think football in this country has always had people who are suspicious of change, mm. whether that be like, you know, players from like continental Europe coming in, um, playing like a new style or, you know, deploying new tactics to gain an advantage, um, whatever, new hairstyles even, like proper football men, like quote unquote, like, you know, criticising players literally for like either wearing a headband or like dyeing their hair pink, like really doesn't matter. So there are always going to be these kind of like dinosaurs in the game who, by the way, I really want to kind of like disassociate myself from. Mm. I agree with Sammy in the sense that proper football men who spend their time screaming at young black footballers for dyeing their hair right. and doing all those sorts of things. You know, I don't have any time for them because uh, that's just who they are and that's kind of how they're always going to be. But for a lot of older fans, I do understand the frustration if you look at how much our society has changed over the last mm. uh, couple of decades in terms of technology and social media and communication. Football is probably the last protected traditional oh, so they're kind of afraid that's going to slip away as well you know football outside of the money uh and the you know sky sports and the viewing times mm -hmm. the fundamentals of the game hasn't changed it's still mm -hmm. you know grassroots 11 mm -hmm. 11 aside 45 minute halves mm -hmm. extra time you know matches are still won 90 percent of the time either one nil or two nil um, so huge aspects of the game haven't changed and how the game is refereed hasn't changed. And suddenly we've introduced this huge new way of looking at the sport. Mm -hmm. If you want to draw a comparison with like, let's say Brexit, you know, VAR is this thing from the continent that is, because it's been implemented in like Germany and mm -hmm. Italy and Holland, I think before it has been here, that it's coming in and it's taking that away from them. And, and it's out of their control. I think that's what's getting a lot of people het up about it. I mean, they'll always feel entitled. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Because everyone just feels yeah. entitled to whatever they feel like is their home and whatever they feel like is their tradition. So if they've been born growing up on football and stuff, they're, they're not, with their whole heart, they're not going to want it to change. But 
it's out of their power. You've got to move with the time. And they have to adapt. Young people can take it because we're used to technology coming in. And, you know, like that's just our way of life. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're older and you're already uncomfortable by how much technology there is in society and how everything is changing from the way you shop to the way you bank. And then you had this one thing in your life you know, once a week, stable. which was just stable. It mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Um, the only thing you had to worry about was whether your team won or lost. Yeah. Like that was it. Now you've introduced this whole new uh, aspect to the game. And I can, I can understand why that is frustrating it's and why that's that annoying. Deep. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I just don't, it's just not that <laughs> no, deep. Right. I don't care. I'm just, I think for a lot, a lot of people it is though, like, cause it's, it's part of their identity. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, it's easy to sit really here and like, like, you know, like cast judgment on them. But I'm like, saying it more from a perspective where I'm not a big fan. That's why I just don't see it as that deep. Um, so maybe I'm like talking from inexperience in the kind of no, football field. You're talking your your feels. Yeah, man. I just I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Like it's like your identity and stuff. I Some just, people it means so much. Yeah, to them, like you need to move. I feel like you personally, I personally think you just have to move with the times. Mm-hmm. Like technology has been around for a while now. Like it's not, it is recent, but it's not that new. So, so you knew that yeah. it was going to be introduced. Like they use it for, because I used to sprint, so mm-hmm. you use it for athletics. Mm-hmm. You like technology is the deciding factor. Like. Point zero zero one can decipher whether you've won that race mm-hmm. or lost it. So I can definitely understand frustration in that, and I see. But technology makes everything a lot more accurate as well because it's it's more concise. Like it's not a human deciding like, yeah. or it's not a, someone holding a stopwatch and then forgetting to click it straight mm-hmm. away. Like when yeah, the gun yeah. goes off on the track. So I just see that it does help a little bit more. And like, right. if we just need to move with it. Like it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But sweet. So Depot and Sammy after this conversation about VAR, how do you, has your views towards it changed or you still on what your, your point was? Yeah, fundamentally, I don't think my opinions have changed. I think VAR is an inevitability of the game. I think it's a shame that it's just taking away from what are really important aspects of football for a lot of people, Our tradition. like the emotion. Everyone's bored of talking about or hearing about VAR. No, they won't like be after it, hearing this episode. Though. Hopefully we've, yeah, right. given the football world some closure. Depot, has your uh, views changed? I'm still largely pro VAR. I think that I can completely understand the frustrations with it. I, what I have realised is that the FA needs to go a lot further than even I thought in terms of fixing it and improving it. Um, it goes probably beyond just in terms of, I was pretty chill about fans and stadiums kind of seeing replays on the screen. Um, but I think Sammy's right in that. I think that is, I, I lean a lot more towards that being essential. Have your opinions of VAR changed? Mine definitely have. Um, I didn't have an opinion before. I didn't care. Actually, wait, I'll say I still don't care, but I do understand the usefulness of VAR. Um, and I think that in theory it works practicality probably could improve a little bit more but I still don't care yeah (laughs) me if it's given my team a good decision then I'm happy if it's given a bad decision I'm not angry but I'm just why they've done that so I'm kind of yeah I'm on the fence I'm not I'm 50 50 I'm not for it for it to like I'm advocating like standing outside stadiums screaming VAR and I'm not here like on podcast slamming VAR so I'm in the middle and I like it and I don't like it. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming in and having this conversation so with us. Yeah, it's very insightful. Us. Cheers, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you.
me as a United fan talking on the topic of VAR, I can't say I've seen loads of decisions hurt my team. Okay. But like you saw Depot's, he was a bit hurt. Like VAR has just tortured his team. Like if you had, you you would dislike VAR because I think the ultimate discussion here is that VAR generally does affect people depending on whether it works in their favour or against it. So do you feel as though if If United felt the wrath of VAR as opposed to like its backing, Mm -hmm. would you think you would have more of a distaste towards it or not? 100% because Mm. you'd have to be a weird guy to just sit through there and smile whilst that's happening to your team. Do you know what I'm saying? Everyone has loyalties to their team and you grow up liking a certain team and that's what you you support them. towards it, yeah. Thank you for listening to Vent Weekly. I've been Amelia. And I've been Nuruddin. And thanks a lot to Depot and Samora for coming in. You can find more of Depot and Samora's work on vice.com. This episode was produced by the Vent Production team. Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Maweed Majid, Ali Adlington and Kamaya Sheikhau. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Borough of Culture 2020. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,